Hello, and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. And I'm Sean. And this week we are watching the show Q Ranger, um, which is a new show. It only has, at the time we're recording this, five episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me about it. Well, it's a little bit out of left field compared to the last two ones that we watched. It's a Japanese show, for one. It's not something that's readily available to most people. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Basically, if you're unfamiliar with the concept, you probably know what the Power Rangers are. This is the Power Rangers. Well, yeah, more specifically... This is the series that Power Rangers is based on. Um, mm-hmm. And so the most recent Power Rangers before Ninja Storm was Dino Charge. And that was based off of a series that came out two years before that one. What was that one called? Kyoryuger. Kyoryuger. And they're all under the like show title Super Sentai. Mm-hmm. Um, so Su- Super Sentai is basically the Japanese form of Power Rangers. And then the subtitle. <laughs> um yeah super, super sentai like a sentai ultimately means like team so they're the super team yeah i mean <laughs> power rangers is kind of a strange translation because it's not one no i mean it's it's definitely a cooler way to say it though yeah it's <laughs> its own weird thing so saban is a strange place strange person too all right so what what do you know about this one specifically q ranger and that's k-y-u ranger not q ranger well i suspect that the reference might be a reference the name might be a reference to zhu ranger uh which is Mm z-y-u that was the first one we watched yeah and that one um, a lot of people thought when the title was announced that there were going to be ten rangers. Mm-hmm. And this one basically is nine ranger. Because Zhu can also mean ten and Q can mean nine. But Q can also mean ball. And globes and, are an important part of the series. Yeah, and from what I've seen of the promotional material, both of those are true. There are nine rangers and they all have like their morphers or whatever they're called and in japanese are ball shaped well no they got like the wrist things and the little gizmo wedgets that ever they used to attach to them are little globe things yeah so they morph with ball things yeah those are the MacGuffins. (laughs) i mean we've already seen the first episode but i'm not going to talk about it in this segment um but do you have any feelings about the show before we watch the next few episodes um i'm excited to watch more of it especially because there's been a lot of negativity in the tokusatsu fandom i think recently Mm -hmm. and uh just real quick what is tokusatsu 
tokusatsu is um, just the Japanese term for like live action special effects shows. That's it's become pretty synonymous, at least over here in the West, with the Super Sentai and Kamen Rider franchises, along with like Godzilla and stuff. You know, people in the rubber monster suits. Yep. Um, I was kind of skeptical just looking at the promotional material. Like, how are they going to balance nine whole rangers? Yeah, it's definitely like a. It seems like a Herculean feat. Yeah, and I was, um, yeah, I was wondering if they were going to maybe split nine rangers into like three three person teams, and maybe do it that way. But I doubt that. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the Sentai way to um, split up a team or to uh, split up the cast at all, really. Yeah, but I do, I will say that I really like all of their costumes. Um, their costumes are really nice. They're definitely a change of pace from most Super Sentai. Like, usually the costumes are spandex. There was, like, one year where they were, like, leather. Mm -hmm. But this one, I think, is the one that has gotten the most individual with the designs and materials. Yeah, yeah. And all of the helmets are, like, 100% different. Mm -hmm. So in most, like, Super Sentai stuff, um, basically the helmet is the same with maybe a small change in the way the visor looks. Well, it varies, but this one is definitely the ones that are the most unique, I think. Yeah, and I think it's cool. And I, um, I like how you can see, like, stars in the visor, which is another... It's, like, a really small detail, but it's also kind of nice. Yeah, it's probably... It's probably only on the close-up helmets. Um, yeah, but other than that, I'm really not sure what to what to expect or I guess what to think about. Um, You've had a little experience with Sentai, more than most people. Yeah, but again, it's way bigger of it. It's a way much bigger team than usual, so I, I'm not sure how it's going to come together mm -hmm. uh, so with that in mind let's get to the three episodes yeah yeah let's, ta let's take a taste Okay, so how did that taste to you? Uh, I definitely liked it better than Scream Queens. Well, low bar, but okay. <laughs> um, and I liked it less than Breaking Bad. I mean, that's understandable. You're not the biggest Sentai fan in the world. I mean, I enjoy it, you know, more than most people. More than most adults. I mean, adults. I wouldn't... I mean, I would agree with you. <laughs> I don't. Re I wouldn't say I enjoy this better than Breaking Bad either. Just for various reasons. Um, I my main concern with it is that it's. I mean, and it got better as the episodes went on, but it seemed very hectic to me. Um, yeah, like the first episode. 
we talked about it in kind of the inner intervening moment, but the first episode was mostly battle, and that was so they could show off their cool CGI and all their cool themes or whatever. But all of the character development was super, super rushed um, in the first episode. And then the second episode, we got the new characters and their development was less rushed because we only, we only had to deal with introducing two of them. Mm-hmm. And then the third episode was mostly like a development of a character already on the team. So it was definitely, it slowed down as the episodes went, but like, I just mm-hmm. felt like there was so much to take in. Who would you say, which characters have the most character development? Um, I mean, probably. Character depth, depending on which one that's better. Well, I was going to say, from the third episode, it's it's Black Ranger, the Taurus um, guy. He's got more character development than gold or silver. Yeah, gold or silver was my next option, because they, they got really focused on in second episode um but what, silver is what a, still he went from being like emotionless to just being angry and i think they're going to flesh that out like he's going to gain emotions i guess as they go mm-hmm. uh actually instead of just calling them by their colors can you remember their names <laughs> um i remember silver is naga because he's a snake guy um the uh gold guy is I want to say Libra something, because that's the symbol on his face. Well, it's not Libra, but you're close. It's Balance. Balance, yeah. Um, All of their names are puns. Um, Is the Taurus guy not literally just called, like, Taurus? No, he's called Champ. Um, I mean, Red is Lucky. Of course. Green is... Green doesn't get, at least in the first three episodes, much... Green and yellow don't get much yeah. development. Yellow is, yellow is Spada and green is Hammy and neither of them do much. Spada says some corny stuff and uh, green laughs at people. Yeah, so for the first few episodes at least, the characters that are already supposed to be established don't get much because it's starting NVDRS. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't really get development because I guess they're already supposed to be established. Yeah, but we we got um, Champ's backstory on how he got yeah, his start. Yeah, on how he got made or whatever. On his backstory. So we should probably get Green and Yellow's, Hammy and Spada's backstories eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't named in the episode, but Orange is Stinger. And we failed to He mention... was named in the episode. He was? Uh-huh. Remember, like, he called him Stinger, and he was like, don't say my name, fuck you. Oh. How did he learn his name? Uh, someone else might have said it. Maybe the bad guy said remember. it. I guess I I thought I was paying close attention. <laughs> well, that's, we honestly, that's, like, what was the hardest thing for me, because I'm, like, trying to take notes on what was in the episode that I wanted to talk about, and everything is happening so fast that I kind of feel like I every time I look down to take a note, I missed something. It's very fast-paced. Yeah. Um, I, I wish they would I, slow it down, but I think they're going to as the episodes happen. I think four well, is probably I think slow. they're relying on the children giving the show their undivided attention. <laughs> yeah. So, what about Red? He got a lot of he definitely he got a lot of 
the screen time and focus in all three episodes. Yeah, well, I guess because he's Red Ranger, that's always, like, the main character. Um, yeah, even if they're not the leader of the team, the Red Ranger is always the main character. Yeah, um, he doesn't get development so much as he just gets a bunch of screen time. He just kind of shows up and he's like cocky and he's like, oh, my name is Lucky and I'm super lucky and everything just works out for him and it's kind of really annoying. Uh, he sticks to his optimism and that's it. Yeah, that's that's his character, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he like, well, and then another, there's another aspect of his character um, at the moments where he's not like, oh, I'm, su-. I mean, he's still like in every moment, like I'm optimistic that this is going to work out for the best. But in the moments when he reads, when he meets um, Blue Ranger and um, Orange Ranger, um, instead of like, hey, let's talk this out and figure out why we're disagreeing, he's like, I'll fight you and then you'll be my friend. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He goes to, to Blue Ranger and he's like, I'm going to fight you. And Blue Ranger's like, okay, I guess. And then he punches him and Blue Ranger's like, I guess we're friends now. Basically, that's very tropey, isn't it? Yeah, I don't... It's just kind of weird, you know? Um, I guess when I watch Super Sentai, I just kind of roll with all the weird stuff that's happening and just kind of enjoy it for the like weird, corny roller coaster it is. Yeah, it's just kind of... Um, for a kid's show, I'm not sure it should be putting out the message that fighting will solve our problems. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh gosh and then i i made reference to so the orange ranger is supposed to be like um working is supposed to be the one ranger that's ambiguously bad and he's working for the bad guy Um, he seems like he's just a straight up bad guy right now yeah well i was thinking about um the character elaine from ghost from common rider ghost Mm -hmm. um where at the beginning of the show he was a straight up bad guy and then by the end of the show, he was part of the friend group. Yeah. Um, but that was way more gradual. And that was like, oh, this guy is a bad guy. And then it's like, oh, maybe he's not a bad guy. And then it was like, he's a good guy. But in It in helps Pure in Common Ranger, Rider that they only have a third of the here costumed heroes. That's true. But in Q-Ranger, they literally show a lineup of the rangers and when they find a ranger, he lights up, and that guy lit up, but he was darker than the other ones. So it's like, oh, we know he's eventually going to be our friend, because it literally tells us that. There's no, yeah. like, build-up to making him be our friend. Well, he's another toy to collect that we need. <laughs> we gotta have him to complete our collection of toys. Did you know that you must collect toys? Buy our toys. Buy toys. our toys. Da-da-da-da-da, Toys. <laughs> that's a refrain from Jew ranger for any of y'all out there curious yeah maybe let's not do inside jokes oh you think <laughs> um but so what did you like about it since i have been kind of ragging on it this whole time i like how goofy it is and i enjoy how ambitious it is with ambitious it is with like like, I've seen the Super Sentai teams fighting in Tokyo, like, two dozen times now. And it's, like, it's really, like, they're really doing their best to, like, 
switch up what they're doing with the scenery and the sets and the costumes everything from like the settings to the story to like who can be a ranger oh yeah i um i actually do really like the setting of the show um it's a space themed show and they are you know in different galaxies on different planets Mm -hmm. uh and you can tell they actually put effort into making the sets look alien and to making the background people look alien um and that's that's a really nice detail and it's and it's interesting to have a show not set on Earth. Yeah. I noticed that one of the background characters was literally just a girl with blue face paint wearing a maid costume, though. <laughs> I, I noticed her, too, honestly. I mean, considering what kind of shows Toei does, they probably have a big surplus of maid costumes. Because <laughs> I feel like they've busted one of those out in like almost every live-action series they've done. Well, I was going to say, it's not uncommon for for tv shows with low budgets set in space to make their aliens literally just people with face paint Mm -hmm. you know thinking back to star trek and um how all of the aliens there is like this is an alien you can tell because she's a lady but she's blue right naga is very star trek like he's just a human with silver hair who acts strange He's, he's Spock because he, he doesn't have the emotion. Like, his people don't have emotions is a thing. Yeah. Only he's not like a, he's not like a ripoff. He's like doing his own thing. Like, it's the same basic premise, only where yeah. I think the Vulcans in Star Trek, I'm not sure about this, but I think that that's just naturally how they are, is that they don't have very strong emotions. Um, mm-hmm. whereas the background for Naga's people is that they engineered out their emotions. And yeah, he's like, I'm, he's like trying to... I'm not to really rec- super into the lore either way, as you hmm? know. Well, I mean, that's just the all. that's just like the one line of explanation that they provided, so I made sure to keep a track of that. And I think it's a... It's an interesting, like, change for that sort of thing, where it's just like, well, my people engineered out our emotions, but I want them back. Can you help me figure (laughs) them out? And he's like, he, like, you can tell that, like, most of the time he's, like, faking it and trying his best. Yeah. Um, Yeah, especially in the third episode, he's kind of, like, trying to figure out what emotions work for which situations, which is kind of a cute detail. Yeah, it's nice. Like, um, Balance comes out with his new paint, and he's like, way overly surprised and everyone's like wrong emotion dude (laughs) you don't need to be shocked yeah (laughs) um so that's kind of a a cute like characterizing detail that they do Mm -hmm. um and i there is only one moment so far in these three episodes where i enjoyed lucky yeah um and that was when he was talking to naga about like what friendship is oh yeah that was his best moment yeah so so most of the time lucky is like way overly optimistic and he's super annoying because he's like everything's gonna work out for me all the time because i'm lucky and i'm lucky um but that part it's he's like actually being helpful and not just saying it's gonna work out right he's like actually offering something that like resembles good advice yeah Um, that was also the episode that had the scene where he was like wait it's not gonna work out (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it did work out. But it did it was, work out, but he it was, was funny to see him despair for a moment. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have 
our our ranger breakdown so far of the nine rangers is that we have three straight up humans in red, green, and yellow. We have three pseudo robots in gold, black, and pink, although they're all different flavors of robot. Yeah. Silver is and silver and orange are really basic basically humans but with this one trait that makes them alien. Yeah, they're they're basic they're aliens, but like the easy the the easy costume aliens. And blue is a fursuit. So that's I mean that's a lot. That's a large alien to human ratio. Yeah, they're probably um, especially... taking they're probably taking what they learned from Geodra the last series since they had yeah. since four of the since they had like a lot of main characters who were also like fursuit characters. Yeah, well, I was gonna say um, it's a lot like Chiojir, and I think um, they kind of learned that people like those those non-human characters. That it's it's more interesting to make them that way. Yeah, maybe that's so, what influenced this. So I think they they kind of took a chance at it, and I like I said, I I enjoy the the diversity of setting and the diversity of yeah because these rangers like none of the all of the robots are straight up costumes and none of the alien characters like transform into a human form yeah and that was another thing with with juoger you can tell that they were making it easy on themselves because it's like oh while we're in the human world we gotta look like humans Mm -hmm. so they (laughs) just kind of took their voice actors and yeah i'm not trying to rag on juoger i'm just saying that um, Q Ranger is pushing the envelope in a lot of ways all at once. Oh no, that's yeah. That I wasn't trying to rag on it either, but I was saying it was kind of obvious that they were trying mm-hmm. to make it easier on themselves, not having to be in suits every episode. Yeah. Um. um but but Q Ranger is definitely kind of trying to to try yeah. out new things. Yeah. Which is nice. The only not so great thing about the team lineup is that out of like nine rangers, only two of them are girls. Yeah, that's. Um, like I, I would th- say I would say it's a low ratio, but a lot of ranger uh, groups only have one girl out of like five or six. Well, mostly the, the old ones. Almost none of the new ones only have one girl, and that's usually the weird ones. The ones you don't like maybe um yeah it's well i was wondering i was thinking about when slash if they're going to adapt it into a power rangers series um if they're gonna put more girls in yeah because so in the original power rangers like the very first power rangers series that was adapted from g ranger they took one of the male characters and just made it a female character so so Trini's character in the Japanese was a boy, and they just kind of made her the Yellow Ranger. Yeah, a boy named Boy. Yeah, his name was literally Boy. Kind of um, ironic, but um, I but they, don't. But think... they kind of made that into a female character, and I was wondering if they might do that. I feel like since there's precedent for it in the past, that they should do it, but from like it seems like they don't want to do that anymore because they haven't done that in a long time since Um, i think wild force was the last time they did that but i feel like i feel like in this series it would be really easy to do it so like the robots like you could make balance into a girl pretty easily 
because it's a robot. <laughs> you know? I, honestly, I don't know what goes on in those crazy people's heads. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. It would be nice if they decided to do that, but... And also, like, they're only... They're, like, they only have to use, like, the in-suit footage, so they don't even have to use the footage of, like, out-of-suit blue or gold or black or pink. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure that if it gets adapted that they are going to keep the, the DeviantArt bright, you know, rainbow furry. <laughs> He's got tattoos they might, and but... his eyes are different colors, too, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. And he's got um, that crazy hair. It's funny because they're kind of not leaving the Power Rangers any options. They're like, you can either adapt this one that is all furries or this one that just has one egregiously bad furry. Well, I heard something about like the Western toy guys over here are also collaborating on this show. Interesting. I think that they've had some say in this, but I, I'm not certain... I mean, I'm sure they've been collaborating for a while, at least on on a few things, like the guns, maybe. Maybe. I think at least on the toys and stuff. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I think it could be indicative of some... Uh, it could be... I think it could be good evidence that they're going to adapt this series, but I don't know. Um, I'm, I, I'd say I believe it. Um... But I, considering that for, like, Dino Charge, they didn't bother to make any of the rangers and, like, change their gender, and that one was pretty much just as bad. Yeah, that was, um, you like Dino Charge a lot, though. I like the character writing, even if I, I like the character writing, and, there were still... and I like the diversity of the cast, even if there isn't a lot of balance in the sexes. I mean, there were still two female Power Rangers, and there were fewer Power Rangers overall in that one. Um, so this one is kind of... Am I wrong? Well, no, because, like, like, the series started out with the five Rangers, and only one of them was the girl, and then as the extra Rangers joined up, and we got our, like, second girl Ranger at the end of the first season, and she didn't get to do a lot in the second season. Ah, Okay. Like, I just mean Ranger stuff. Like, she was still always an important character from episode one, but she didn't get her powers until the end of season one, and she didn't get to do a lot of stuff with her powers. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the show did anything, like, explicitly offensive. I just feel like it didn't fully utilize what they had. Yeah, yeah. I... That's probably fair. And this one is starting off with that many Rangers... I honestly, so a lot of, a lot of, you know, tropes from Super Sentai and Power Ranger is that like, oh, we think we have the whole Ranger cast and then another one kind of comes out Uh out of nowhere. I'm scared that that's going to happen, even though that happens in almost every series. Because there are already so many. Well, spoiler alert. Yeah, I know. It happens. I, it was obviously going to happen. Yeah, so we're going to have a 10th and an 11th Ranger is what we know so just, far. So that was in the third episode of Q-Ranger. They had to um, incapacitate the majority of their team so mm-hmm. that it would be, you know, less ridiculous. <laughs> because they were fighting one guy and it was like, 
oh, they could easily overwhelm him. We're just going to make him use poison or whatever to incapacitate the majority of them so we don't have to deal with that. There are plenty of writing tricks that they can do to get around having to have the whole cast involved in the episode's plot. Whether it's just them, like, in episode two, all the rangers getting involved in a a fight while Red deals with the plot. If you have to... If you have to remove the most of your characters for the plot, why have that many characters in the first place? Um, I think that they just think that, like, because they have 50 air episodes, they have enough time to, like, cover everyone adequately. You know, uh, whatever the definition of adequately is. Um, so I also wanted to talk about the, the guy who, in the third episode, is revealed as kind of the leaders of the Q-Rangers, mm-hmm. who I wrote down, I don't know his name. But I wrote him down as Silly Dragon Man. Silly Dragon Man. Because I don't remember what his name was. It was, um... It was something like Zhao... <laughs> it, it was like a... It seemed like a Chinese name to me. Yeah, I... Silly Dragon Man is what I got. It was something uh, like... It, it was something like Zhao something Bao. That sounds about right. So, well, tell me... Tell me your opinion on him. He's just kind of goof. He does nothing. He he showed up to bring toys. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't done I, anything yet. I mean, he's well, just there. To, 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 he, he his gags were for me not personally funny, but who knows? Maybe someone else out there likes him. It's it's funny to me because he seems like a character that would be added in a show for levity, but the show is already not that serious in the first place so it's kind of like they added levity that they didn't need well maybe they added him in episode three because episode three was particularly serious yeah but like also whenever people were trying to be serious and be like oh shit everyone's gonna die he's like hmm let's not worry about that because i'm the the comical character well, it's not like he said, let's not worry about it. He just kept going on about that. He just didn't that, worry like, about it. Yeah, he just ignored it. <laughs> Which is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So, um, we know that episode four is going to be the Pink Rangers introduction. Maybe you'll like that episode. I'm definitely going to watch it right after this. <laughs> um, when do you... I, th- you I might watch it because... Uh, you know, I'm a sucker for girl rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just from these three episodes. I'm not super into it, and and you know that's like the reason we do this podcast is three episodes is my rule. If I don't like it after three episodes, then I'm probably not going to like the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm just gonna say, not that it's you know super relevant right now. I gave Supernatural 11 episodes, and it still disappointed me every time. Every episode? Every episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry, people. We won't be doing Supernatural as an episode. How many well, we seasons both already did watched I watch? It. I you watched I, a lot. I watched at least four. And everyone tells me that my fault it was my fault for watching 11 episodes of season one. But if those if that was all season one was, it shouldn't have gotten a second season. Yeah, I think I remember um, uh, people not really being sure if it was going to get a second season or not at the time. Yeah. 
Not that I was paying attention at the time, just I heard that that's what was going on at that time. Yeah, I mean, most shows kind of will, I probably talked about this last episode actually, will kind of um, conclude at least one of their plots in season one, so that in case they don't get a second season, it's more rounded out, because no show is 100% sure that they're going to get more than one season. (laughs) Supernatural didn't do that at all. I <laughs> I believe it. I really didn't like season one at all. It was bad. Well, it, well, you don't know what happens at the end of season one? No, I watched half of season one and gave up. Well, at the end of season one, uh, they finally meet up with their dad and they go after the big bad who killed their mom. Only they don't end up getting him because like, he possesses like their dad or something and they can't kill their dad. And then they're, like, driving home, and there's, like, this unspoken tension between all of them. And then a possessed truck driver smashes into their car and crashes them. And it just ends (laughs) on that. I mean, I guess a cliffhanger could be just as interesting. Maybe, for some people. (laughs) Um, We've kind of gotten off track a little bit. Yeah, I don't think that Supernatural has anything to do with the show. I did have <laughs> one last question, though. What? When do you think the Orange Ranger is going to be redeemed? I, just with how fast this show moves, I can guarantee it's going to be sooner than Elaine was in, in Kamen Rider Ghost. So it might be, um, I'm going to say probably around episode 10, honestly. All right. Well, I'll make a note of that, and next episode I'll tell you what it turns out to be. If if I if it if depending on when I find out, because I'm definitely going to yeah. be following this show. Well, I was going to say if it happens in episode ten, we won't know next episode because that's only next week. Yeah, I slipped up. I kind of um, <laughs> I kind of revealed how I think it's going to go down. You think it's going to happen next episode? I think it's going to happen before episode 10 is all I'm willing to bet right now, but I think it's yeah. going to happen quickly considering how fast-paced the show is. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to move pretty quickly, which I'm, again, I wish they kind of like stepped back and took it uh, slower. I don't think that they can just, slow down because they have too many characters. I, it's not even like the characters, though. It's like the plot and everything is just moving incredibly fast, but I don't think we're getting much like overhead plot it's mostly just like we're getting a bunch of small plots kind of crammed as quickly as they can into each episode well episode one but maybe it'll slow down once they get to the main plot so i'm not gonna give this show a hard like Mm. not recommend or won't watch again i probably will watch it again because you're a huge nerd and we like to watch these together (laughs) (laughs) whether or not they're they're bad (laughs) we've definitely watched worse shows together Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, But as far as recommending a toku show to somebody, this would not be one of them. If if someone was like, hey, what toku shows should I watch? I wouldn't have them watch this. (laughs) I would have them watch Kamen Rider Ghost. All right. Um, Do you have any final things to say? You're more optimistic than than I am, so... Um... I think that if someone wants something, I do. I wouldn't recommend this for somebody as first their first Super Sentai series. But for anybody out there who's watched Super Sentai before and maybe they don't watch it that often, 
Like, if you're looking for something that's definitely weird, even by Super Sentai standards, then check this out. Because it's at least fun to watch. And, like, if you're mostly into Super Sentai just for watching those crazy action scenes and seeing those wild costumes, then, yeah, this one's definitely for you. Oh, yeah. And it's always... It's always fun to watch a show as it's updating, so then you don't have to worry about kind of watching the whole series in one go. You can just kind of, like, go at it one episode at a time and drop out whenever you feel like you're not interested anymore. Yeah. So, I think that's a pretty definitive review. (laughs) All right. Well, my host... (laughs) Wow. My host. My host. Um, I... (laughs) Um, we don't really have a closer, do we? Yeah. Okay, how about this? Um, if you had to describe the show with, like, one word, a taste word, what would you describe it as? Um, Q-Ranger? Yeah, because I would describe Breaking Bad as... Mm, that one's difficult, but I would rec- I would describe <laughs> um, Scream Queens as sour, and I would describe this as gamey. Gamey. Yeah. Um. Well, Breaking Bad is is definite. If we're going for like the five flavors, Breaking Bad is savory because it's kind of got a lot of. Yeah. It's got a lot of meat, a lot of plot. Savory is definitely the right word for Breaking Bad. Um, Scream Queens is sour, and this show is sweet because little kids will definitely like it and it's a lot and it might be bad for you it's yeah something something that is very very sweet all right sweet is sweet is nice i think i'm gonna stick with my uh, with mine of gamey though (laughs) gamey it just strikes me as right for some reason you know what else is gamey what common writer x-aid x-aid is gamey that's me that's me snapping Oh. Because it's about video games. Oh, damn. That was a good pun. I thought you You're were just stupid. bashing the show. You're stupid. Oh, I'm bad. I'm stupid. Anyway, um, once again, I'm your host, Kalina. I'm Sean. And this, and... Sh- this show was gamey. <laughs> no, this show is sweet. That one makes more sense. Okay, bye. I'm bad at outros. (laughs)